0: Hello, everybody. Welcome along to the Event Industry News podcast with me, James Dixon, Uh, wishing you a very good morning, afternoon, or evening, whenever or wherever you are tuning into today's podcast from. The podcast is brought to you by our sponsor, Engage, powered by D2I Systems, winner of Best Event Management Platform at the 2017 Event Technology Awards. To learn how Engage can make your business more profitable, visit d2isystems.com forward slash engage and welcome along to joel kelly joel is our guest today and joel is the founder of eve um an event management software platform um joel will give us uh, corrections and tell me if i'm wildly off the mark with that description but first of all joel thanks for joining us
1: Yeah, glad to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Um, Not a problem at all. Um, So, uh, yeah, broadly speaking, event management platform. um, Eve is a company that, as I understand it, was created around about March 2017, is that right?
1: Yeah, that's when we decided to start going full-time on like a commercial product.
0: Okay, so there's clearly a backstory there. Let's begin with that, when you say that's when we went full-time on a commercial. How did the idea for Eve come about, and what's your own professional background?
1: So... I'll give you my story as well, to sort of see why there's like a link between software and events. So I started my first company when I was 11 years old in um, infrastructure as a service. So we sold web servers, game servers, software development. um, Sold that when I was 15. And then my friend decided he wanted to start a music festival. And he had a production background. He wanted people who had a management background who could come and do different jobs for him bar managers stage managers whatever Uh, so that's when I got into it Um, about seven years ago I started I did my first event I was the bar manager for a 20,000 person music festival Um, and I realized coming from a software background that I absolutely hated my job in events you Mm -hmm. everything is just completely manual and it was all spreadsheets and emails too many things having to send to too many people so I made little prototypes like uh, bar management or automation. I automated the bar order for our very first festival and we had a 5% surplus in all of our bar stock from that just based on ticket demographics and data. I did that for little processes for like health and safety people, like friends that worked with me in the industry over the next five years, just to make my own life easier and to sort of make everything a, a lot better. Sort of track some data that's going on and things like that. Mm. Um, and then last year I, I, I've always loved that what, these kind of little products that we've had. They were all very tiny little products. They solved small problems. And we wanted to bring a real commercial solution that could actually be used across the event industry.
0: That's interesting. So, so based, on what, based on what you're saying, well, the first thing that springs out is that, um, you, that there is very much a hands-on background here, that, that, that uh, it's not just from a, a skill as a software developer in being able to program and develop systems that, that solve problems. It's that you've actually identified these problems by experiencing them firsthand and being hands-on at, a, at an outdoor event site.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it's very difficult to not have that background and develop something for anybody in any industry like i think there is a couple of other event softwares out there which are very clearly by people who are just software guys or just event guys mm. and they've not really hit the right mark you know they're either not very good software or it doesn't really solve some real problem it's like when you find software that they tell you will solve every single problem you're doing it documents everything you're doing in reality you don't have time to put in all that information when you're live at the event and we wanted to build something that we know could actually work based on how we've used it in the past.
0: Sure. So, so having, having created, you know, going back to that story and having created, um, you know, programs to help with the bar management and to help with some of the health and safety planning. And you mentioning that you decided in March, 2017 to sort of go full time and, and, and and go commercial with it. um, How long did it take to join up those sort of individual programs then to, to create something that, that was an overall platform?
1: so we took everything that we learned from what we built in the past and got rid of it and we decided that we're actually going to build a product that's easily put together can we can easily add new processes and build it out rather than having these very let's be honest i mean the things we had back in five years ago were very hacked together they were they weren't pretty they were just functional and um we also wanted i mean the event industry is kind of built up of hundreds and thousands of different processes and we wanted to make it really easy to keep adding more and put them all together Mm -hmm. and So, yeah, we started building it like that. It's actually um, We go pretty quickly now from conception to adding a feature. It doesn't take us very long at all um, Unless it's something crazy, but most of the processes in the industry are pretty pretty straightforward
0: prior to us uh, um, You know starting today's podcast uh, like I do with all of our guests I I do a little bit of digging and and check for a little bit of background and find find maybe some interesting bits of information that I can throw into the to the podcast and something that um, that interested me a lot on on the website which um, for those tuning in uh, Joel's website is eve.io is the website eve.io and on there there was a video Uh, And it was a really sort of easy to understand video of simple problems, stuff that people would encounter. But what struck me is that there was was a lot of reference there to what looked like outdoor music style events and music festivals and live music events. i suppose two things to ask number one is that because that's predominantly where your event background lies and that's the experience that you've had um and is the system therefore only compatible with that type of event or has it been built to be tailored for other types of events in the in the events industry
1: so it's definitely slightly biased based on our personal experiences and so on um but i think between all the different verticals in the industry whether it be a sporting event a conference a music festival they all share the same processes as a whole. some might do more if you imagine like a, we've really focused on like a music festival at first because outdoor events have if you imagine like a bucket of a hundred different processes that make up making an event, they use all of them. Yeah. Meanwhile, a conference might only do sixty of them because they don't have to worry about a venue so much or that many things with health and safety to the same degree mm-hmm. um, so, so that was kind of one reason for that also the way that the the structure is set up with the teams it's much easier for us to get it, bring all these different stakeholders together and get it used really early. Although we think it's very, very easy for us to actually expand this. Our dream is that we can plan anything from a wedding through to the Olympics. Right. I don't, it's very easy for us to really long term bri- bridge these gaps together with all these different uh, verticals in the event industry. Um, the main reason that we focused on the music industry was purely based on relationships I mean the whole event industry is based on relationships.
0: In, yeah.
1: to, to do it in the first place uh, and also the fact that they can use everything
0: Now that, that's it when you said that they they can use everything so, something that I've had personal experience of is is having access to um, some sort of software, whether that be a ticketing platform, an event management platform. And actually, sometimes people actually just want to use it in its simplest form. You know, Mm -hmm. that they might not be um, overly savvy with it, or it might just be that the requirement that they've got and what they need to use it for is very, very, very simplistic. Yet, I've had experiences exactly like that but I've still got access to every possible feature on there. And it just becomes a bit of a minefield when actually I'm only really clicking on two things. Was that something that you were aware of in a scenario that you're aware of? And, and does, do your clients have access to every single function on there or is it tailored depending on what they're going to use it for?
1: Um, so we work with different stakeholders so if we sort of separate it down to the actual event organizers Mm -hmm. the event organizers right now have access to everything because that's the way that we've targeted the partners that we work with we work with some live nation companies um, site management companies traffic management and so on and we provide them with access to all of the features we offer right now because they we don't have we're not a final product we're still an early stage product Mm -hmm. and they have a use case for all of them whether they be contractors or so on Um, but we I, i very much recognize that as we grow and as we grow our platform we want to be able to scale help people scale from that one man band when they first start their event all the way through to when they're running 30 festivals a year or something Mm -hmm. or whether they you know whatever kind of event it is they might do we've built it already in a way that's very easy for us to sort of say hey you say you want to plan a music festival and you can pick the different areas you want to do each section of the system actually operates autonomously so you can just use that one thing and you can completely hide everything that's not related to you Uh, you can bring in different stakeholders and make just make those parts available to those people you don't have to worry Mm -hmm. but the perk is that we still have access to all of that data it doesn't limit your um, productivity from that and it also allows us to you can bring in people later on and we still have that data and can easily learn from it in the future
0: as well and is is the system a, a cloud-based system? So is all the information stored in in in, in servers, you know, in, in the cloud, as it were?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're we're very much focused on making it accessible anywhere. Which sometimes is difficult with uh, internet access on certain events. But the idea would be, you know, you can use it on your mobile phone or uh, on a computer in the office or wherever you might be.
0: Well, that, that, that was that, the, the, the cloud question, I suppose. It, it, it was a setup, if you will, to, to ask in the, 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 the more pertinent question, which is you've done all this planning, you're ready to actually execute the event. You go into the production build on site four, five, six days before the event's going to begin, and you dump your laptop down. Suddenly, need to check all of that key information that you spent months and months planning. Is there a reliance on an internet connection? Will some, some elements work offline?
1: Yeah, we, what we've done so far with partners, so we're, we're still kind of in like a closed, semi-open beta mm-hmm. where we're working really closely with the companies that, that use us. And what we've done is provide them with an, an off-site version of the software that they can right. use on, you normally always have at least a local network, even if your internet's a bit, a, a bit patchy, the local network will always work. So we host a, a local version there where you can still access everything exactly as you would. And we even do exports and like just PDFs of all the different information you might need and uh, so on, just long term we we 're considering options to continue to support that in a more scalable fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, I think events has gotten much better over the last three years there 's many more like as festivals become more established, they have uh, like fixed lines, even satellite stuff 's not as bad as it used to be so i 'm not as worried about that, but it 's still sure something we're trying to take into
0: account yeah and as you say you know it used to be that the first thing on site was the trackway and the last thing off site was the trackway so that you can get your vehicles on and off now it's the trackway and the internet provider or whoever's putting in the mobile network because that first day on site everybody wants to turn up on site and there'd be a connection and a network up and running and and as you say that there's there are very few scenarios particularly in the higher end of the of the outdoor uh, events industry where there is not some sort of temporary um network being put in so that people can access the internet usually with a a dedicated production network isn't it that that the people can get on and off
1: yeah that's why right now we've really focused on these much higher budget larger ones which the the to actually something like
0: sure and um as as it has um evolved and you said you're sort of in this sort of semi you know beta phase at the moment where it's 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 not an absolutely brand new product but it's still maybe not being thrown out to the wide audience, um, uh, uh, how, how much tweaking has there been since that sort of initial phase began? So you said that you completely sort of reinvented it from these initial sort of individual programmes that you created when uh, a few years ago. Um, how much then has the system morphed since it was it was um, put out there as such?
1: Um, the uh, The very first version that we did as eve and we uh, we pitched and we sold to to our partners it it was pretty pretty damn awful it was ugly it was uh, functional it, you know it was our very first way of putting all the stuff together, but not in a very pretty way it's right. changed a lot since then uh, we kind of had like one huge iteration where we decided to redesign everything from a design perspective mm-hmm. um, the functional perspective we decided to make everything much simpler so that it can be used without having to let's say for an event log if you're trying to record an incident that happens not making you put in all of this information if you want you can just put a a simple sentence like a child's been lost done rather than saying who reported it and so on and so on yeah we decided to really focus on just making everything really simple to use like that so you and it gives you a bit more freedom and since then it's kind of not had to morph too much it was like that one huge iteration and then we found this has worked really well if we keep it really simple especially in the events industry, which so far hasn't used tech that much at all. Keeping it simple is going to make it much easier for people to adopt it as well.
0: It is, because I suppose that... uh... In the old days, if you can call it that, if you were presented with a manual form that you filled in by hand, you could have the option of choosing to fill in the bits that you wanted to fill in at that point, the ones that were most relevant, and just putting the form in. A lot of digital forms now where certain boxes are locked or they require something to go in there before it allows you to proceed to the next step is often a headache for people, isn't it? Because they think, well, I've got nothing to put in that box, but it's not going to allow me to continue without putting something in there. And literally, as you say, people just sometimes want to just put in a sentence their name so that it's logged it might be that they want to come back to it at a later stage to fill out the more detailed specifics
1: yeah for sure i think that's why spreadsheets have remained king in the industry because they just have that versatility where you make your own template however you like it and you can dump whatever you want into it or not yeah and we, we don't want to emulate spreadsheets not exactly but we want to emulate the freedom that they represent
0: yeah because because ultimately you can choose to lock off certain things or, or require certain bits of information to put in, but in many ways, spreadsheets were just a digitization of a you know a handwritten form you know, with yeah. the ability to save them on a computer and and, and as you rightly point out there is that, there is that flexibility there with um, w- with the spreadsheet side of things, which you know i would agree is is why so many people still use them because uh, you know in a, in a couple of minutes they can have a blank sheet up, a load of new columns and rows put in. Some formulas, some basic bits of information and, and boom, that they, they, they've got, you know, pretty much instant access is it, on, on that sort of subject. Have you created anything within EVE that allows people to, to, to create uh, custom forms or, or bespoke you know, templates that can then be utilized and dumped back into EVE?
1: No, and that's not really our focus at all. I think there's there's been a few applications which have attempted doing that in the event industry, mm-hmm. whether they focus on sort of like registration services and so on. Yeah. And I I don't think it's really the way going forward, in my opinion. I I think it's much better to have a have it on a process based thing where you allow sort of the expansion on a process rather than allowing people to sort of have the freedom to make their entire own process. Yeah, um, because every at the end of the day, there's always going to be a base thing that most people have to do, you know, and sure there's going to be some cases where we can't help certain customers because of that. Um, it's in the same essence that we, we don't want to do ticketing and we're not going to do an event marketing nor event websites or apps. So all those things that have been done a hundred different times by these different softwares, which ha- generally provide that level of freedom. And then as a result have end up in like really clunky products. Like a lot of the event apps you see nowadays are pretty questionable sometimes uh to have like seven thousand different menus and buttons and yeah and things like that yeah I mean, coming from my software days it was very famous that if you if you ask a customer what it is they want they will tell you they want the world and in reality what they actually wanted was a small town in scotland you know mm-hmm. they didn't want the whole thing they just wanted this tiny thing but the only way they could describe it was that grand master plan
0: yeah
1: and we actually that's that's been one interesting thing in in the sort of event tech world in in the events industry that a lot of feedback we get from people, there's there's a weird mix of the industry of people who really love events tech and they're ready to adopt it. Other ones are absolutely terrified of the situation. And it ends up with this feedback sometimes where people are like, oh, we love this. We love feature ABC, but uh, it's missing feature D-E-F-G-H-I-J-K-L-M-L-P. <laughs> and again, I think that's uh, that's going to start to change in the events industry. Like people are going to realize they can work with, fewer processes so long as they are more easy for them to adopt
0: would would you i i've occasionally used the phrase uh, the emperor's uh, new clothes to people when it comes to describing certain um certain bits of event tech you know and it's not to sound like a a disparaging or or overly critical of some of it but but i think sometimes that there has the industry has been guilty or certain organizations or people and groups of people in the industry have been guilty of of maybe um of thinking that it's an absolute must-have and that they really have to go into the absolute you know infinite detail with stuff where actually sometimes it just needs something that actually is very, very simple. It's still tech. It doesn't have to be complicated to be tech. It could just be something that really, really simply allows you to, to, to rethink a process. And um, I think that that sort of emperor's new clothes scenario has, has crept in occasionally in the last few years.
1: Oh, definitely. I, I think that's the way that it's going to actually change the industry. People are now scared. I mean, the events industry is built on, that's how we's all ha- that's how we've always done it mm. and so on. And uh, the way that you're going to change that is by having these really straightforward things that allow them to do it in like the similar way they still do it now, Mm -hmm. but just in a sort of like readable format that can be, can grow later on.
0: Um, Just, just going back, I suppose to to, to the actual development of it. And um, Mm -hmm. at the very start of of, of today's episode, you, you referenced the fact that you have that hands on experience that you had been required to deliver processes to, to, you know, to, 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 Be answerable to an overall production manager or operations manager for a a large scale outdoor event. So there is that experience to reference. However, your experience is, is very much just within those events that you have been part of. And there is a much, much bigger events world out there. So since since creating Eve, how how much input have you sourced from people with other experiences who might have a different take on how to actually deliver a certain task or process with the industry in order to make sure that what not, what you're not creating is a product that suits how you do things, but a product that suits how lots of people do things.
1: We spent the first six months doing just that. We were live at events, just shadowing people, following what they did, how they already did it. Um, we had a little prototype that maybe they were using alongside it at the same time. And we, even if we were using one feature, we didn't want it to just be one guy's opinion who would tell us how, oh, this is wrong. We made sure to sort of get at least a few different opinions on it. These are from uh, people in the UK, Germany, and the US in different roles, like operations managers, site managers, and so on, that gave us their feedback. We took the best parts that we think can make a sort of more wide reaching solution mm-hmm. and did it from there. I think that's the most important thing. I, one way that a lot of these systems have failed that have come out so far is that they haven't focused on the users so much and they've sort of again either come from their perspective either if they've worked in the event industry some of them haven't even worked in the event industry and they just do it in their head as a guest they think through what people might do Mm -hmm. and they've ended up with these these systems or these processes that don't actually work for the masses and working closely with people is what's really important i mean we, we focused a lot over the last year on partnerships so like we work with Uh, live nation companies in the uk and germany we have relationships with um, the execs at live nation global Uh, we had investment from sky who have interests in the events industry Um, a load of other smaller event companies heineken as well loads of companies all had these different stakeholder factors in the events industry in some way Mm. to make sure that we could really figure out something that worked for everybody
0: sure I I mean, ultimately, I suppose what it comes down to when you talk about investors and people who have a vested interest in in a product like this is at some point they're they're hoping that it's going to not make the money, but save the money, which in turn will make the money, especially when it comes to, to, to live events. So are we talking about um, platforms like yours, reducing how many staff are required or reducing the amount of hours that are racked up by staff delivering processes for events? Is that ultimately what people want to achieve by using systems like this is a, is a cost saving that will ultimately represent a, a money making.
1: Definitely. I think that's a, the best way that you can represent it as well you can't you can never really tell anyone hey we make you more money it's you can't prove that anyway Mm. i think being able to save them time make them more productive and allow them to have like that same core team working on more projects at the same time will allow that that company to grow i mean if you look at um, event companies permanent staff they might have their very first music festival for example three guys working on it full time And then if they're by three years down the line, they might have nine people working on five festivals, allowing them to sort of grow more rapidly at that pace without having to hire more people is so important. I mean, we're we're focusing on things that allow them to do that. Like uh, we do location scouting. So instead of spending three weeks or a month, you know, researching locations, Googling, visiting sites and venues and so on, um, we make it so that you tell us approximately when and where, and we tell you, all the approximate like the venues, the people in the area and how much money they have, what they might buy, what events have been there before, how well the events have performed, mm-hmm. all this stuff that would normally take you, you know, just weeks of piling all this data together, so that you can, we don't actually do everything for you, we just give you access to everything really quickly that you need to know, so you can focus on what's really important. So from that you can pick two locations and maybe four venues that are the best thing for you to go and do. Mm-hmm
0: have you been able to compile that that data? Has that been a manual process or has it been scraping it from other other systems and, and services that are out there?
1: Um, there's a load of public data sets that are available. We haven't done so much scraping because of uh, copyright uh, mm-hmm. sort of sure. things. So you don't want to risk anything. Uh, we also have a load of um, data partnerships with certain companies. Like they, Some companies focus on people data. We work with a couple of big insurance companies and providers with risk risk data um we have relationships with live nation and Ticketmaster, for example and really making sure that putting this all of this data together is really what we want to do long term i think taking we don't want to give anything public i mean it's a very secretive industry we want to make sure that people can still have that safety in their data but being able to put it all together and do better calculations from it be able to forecast things better tell you you know what makes an event more likely to be a success what makes it more likely to be a failure you know little risk factors um uh, it's it's been the event using our software and also these data sets from our partners and from public sources as well
0: sure you 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 mentioned something earlier on that you didn't want the platform to 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 to, to, uh, or eve to be able to offer websites or event apps or 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 marketing an event but some of the stuff you've just sort of mentioned there does you know, there is an argument to say that that does sort of gray into the area of marketing, especially when you're looking at, at sourcing venues and, and, and potential customer demographics and, and, and audience profiling. Um, it, it, have you got to be quite careful then with, the, with what you said about not wanting it to be a marketing platform? Have you got to be careful how far you go down with that sort of data profiling and that side of things?
1: I think it depends on the applications of the data. If you are not focusing it on a marketing perspective, it's actually fairly simple. I mean, we're focusing on the business processes involved in planning and running your large event, and if we apply the data to that primarily, cool. When I say we don't want to do ticketing or this this typical event marketing software and so on yeah. sort of platform, we um we actually want to work with those people. I mean, that they're very there's hundreds of these different companies that do all these different things, and we're planning on making it so that you can use Eve for actually running and planning your event. Mm-hmm. And then for all these other things that are sort of extensions of your event, you can just go through Eve and automatically sign up to these services or have the, the data integrated through there and so on, rather than actually offering this at ourselves. I mean, these guys have worked on it for years already. Yeah. I, I think I'm... at the end of the day, it all comes together. I mean, even from the, the hits on your website might actually drive sort of what actually was most important in terms of your sales procedures and so on, which is a business process. Everything is all tied together. We just don't want to offer that directly sure that, that's not our goal
0: and um uh, just again re- referencing something else you said about uh, that this is sort of it's still a semi sort of beta test phase um the fact that you're on the podcast today means that this is going to be uh, put out to, to very much the wider events industry so when people are listening to this and uh, and watching this via event industry news um it, it, it's perhaps going to make more people aware of the company and the name and what it is that you do. So are you now in a position where EVE as, as, a, as a product and as a system can you know, start to grow and, and be utilized on a wider scale within the industry?
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, what we offer right now, we focused on operational features that anybody can sort of use on day one of their live event and they actually can be used and they give them a real immediate feedback rather than these sort of like long planning processes and so on i think the um providing people with this immediate sort of roi just feeling like it's a lot easier and more productive uh was very important right now people can sign up today we, we it's it's closed it's open but we're just not advertising it basically <laughs> uh we have our early bird ticket right now where it's uh 199 dollars per month for unlimited events unlimited users it's really free and open uh, that's for people who sign up um for the next sure. the, the next month or so um uh, um, that's really for people who are they want to be early adopters. This isn't a final product, you know, that's missing a lot of things, but it's for people who recognize what it is we're trying to do and also realize that the, that they want to sort of modernize their events in this way
0: as well. Absolutely, and and for anybody wanting to do that, eve.io is, is the website to go to, and I, and I mentioned earlier on in the podcast that um, there's a very useful video that that has that, been put together that you can uh, you can watch on the website that uh, explains very 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 easily um, and perhaps puts into context some of the stuff that we've been talking about uh, on today's podcast. Our guest has been Joel Kelly. Joel is the founder of um, Eve, uh, an event management platform that he has developed with his own experience of working hands on at Live events and it's a system that allows you to plan, execute, and review events um, in one place um, using uh, your existing workflow. So, Joel, thank you very much for joining the podcast today and being our guest. It's been great to have you on board.
1: Yeah, thank you very much for the invitation. And one last thing, I mean, we actually were planning. um Anybody who listens to this and decides they want to sign up, we've given a coupon code, which is eventindustrynews.co.uk. Is the whole coupon code mm-hmm. uh, that will give you a five hundred dollar credit as well on the platform, so you won't have to pay for at least two and a half months
0: or so there we go so any any of our podcast followers who are listening or watching today's episode use that uh, use that link uh, eventindustrynews.co.uk is your discount uh, code um, when you get in touch with uh, with Joel and uh, and the guys over at, uh, at Eve and uh, see what it's all about um, the podcast itself is brought to you by our own sponsor Engage powered by D2i Systems winner of best event management platform at the 2017 event technology awards to learn how engage can make your business more profitable visit d2isystems.com Forward slash engage. Don't forget to hop over to eventindustrynews.com as well uh, and have a look at all the latest news and features. You can also access them using the Event Industry News app, which is available for all the major mobile platforms. And if you're a social media user and let's face it who isn't nowadays everybody's got their preferred platform hop onto it and search for event industry news and you will find one of our feeds out there thanks again to our guest joel kelly from me for joining us today my name's james dixon and that Thank brings you. us to the end of today's episode we'll see you again on the next episode of the podcast thanks a lot goodbye